اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم In the end of Surah Al-Fatiha, Allah Almighty teaches us the prayer of غَيْرِ الْمَغْدُوبِ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَذْوَالِينَ O Allah, save us from following the path of those who incurred your displeasure and of those who have gone astray. And in commentary of this uh, verse, it is mentioned in our tafsir that maghdub refers to those people who did not give due respect to the prophets of Allah Almighty. And one example of this is the people of Bani Israel who rejected their prophets, who did not accept them and give them the respect that was due to them, and persecuted them and caused them pain and suffering. So this was because of an underestimation of their status and of not appreciating the glory with which they came. But then Azalin refers to the opposite problem. It refers to those who exaggerated the respect that was due to the prophets of God, who started to worship them and go into different types of shirk and to uh, make them into gods. So these are the two extremes that are described in Surah Al-Fatiha. And the second extreme, an example of this, is the Christians, those who took a prophet of God who was sent to them and made him into a son of God and a literal son of God and began to worship him and ascribe supernatural powers to him. Now this... Prayer has been taught to us as Muslims and it is something that we as Ahmadi Muslims can appreciate more than anyone else. But it doesn't mean that this prayer is just confined to us praying to Allah Almighty that we not turn into Jews by rejecting the prophets of God and his khulafa or that we turn into Christians by worshipping the prophets of God or by worshipping his khulafa because we are far above going to such extremes. So this prayer still has value for us and it has value in the sense that when a person goes to either of these two extremes and it starts with little steps, it starts with small things. And to guard ourselves from those small things, that is what is necessary on the path of spirituality. So this is one of the wisdoms of why we repeat this story on a regular basis. Because when we wrongly estimate the status of a prophet of God or a khalifa, then we fail to benefit from them. Now how do we suffer from a wrong estimation of the grandeur and the status of a prophet of God? The underestimation is obvious. When a person does not appreciate the glory of a prophet of God or a khalifa, if a person does not appreciate the status of huzur, then obviously he is going to not take huzur's statement seriously. If huzur gives guidance on ways in which we can improve our daily lives, and he's going to not remember huzur's words because he doesn't assign gravity to them. Even if he hears the words, he's not going to take them with a sense of seriousness with which he can apply them to his life. You know, when a person has respect for the words that someone says, then it leaves an impression on us. The same words can be said by a child, but if they're said by someone who we respect, then they have a completely different influence. So influence has a great deal to do with respect. And one of the first harms that a person suffers is this, a dismissal. To be dismissive towards something that Huzur said, that that advice doesn't really apply, or maybe it is out of touch, or maybe it isn't something that's really going to benefit us. So this is one obvious result when a person comes under maghzub, even in the slight sense of not appreciating and respecting the status of the Khalifa. But also there are harms in going to the opposite. When a person raises the status of the Khalifa to be beyond human, not to the sense that a person does outright shirk, but where he attributes to the Khalifa a holiness and a perfection that is only due to Allah Almighty, or is beyond humanity, then a person also benefits, fails to benefit from the advice of the Khalifa. 
The reason why Allah Almighty has sent prophets of God as humans, as Allah Ta'ala describes in the Holy Quran, and not angels, is for them to be an example for us. Otherwise, Allah Almighty says in the Holy Quran that He could have sent angels, but He didn't. He said humans. And humans are sent as prophets of God so that they can be an example for us. If a prophet of God was an angel, then we would dismiss that, that angel as being one who gives good advice, but not one who can understand our circumstances. We wouldn't take his example as something to follow in life. It would not relate to us. So we would be deprived of many of the benefits there are in following such an individual. So one of the reasons of why a prophet of God in a khalifa is a human being is so that we can empathize with that individual. With Allah Almighty, we don't empathize because He is the perfect being. He is the master and we are the slave. But Allah Ta'ala has, in His wisdom, raised people who are a manifestation of the glory of Allah Almighty in this world, but also with whom we can have an expression of love that has an aspect of empathy to it. And that's something that can only exist with a human being. If a person perceives a khalifa as being like an angel, then that is lost to him. He loses the benefit of that as well. So also when a person exaggerates the status of a khalifa, then he loses out on the benefits in following that khalifa and also in the love that he can have for that khalifa. So these are all important aspects. Now maintaining this balance of Siratul Mustaqim, which is described in Surah Al-Fatiha, which exists between Maghdub and between Dhalin, this is the correct path, the middle path that Islam has, has described. Maghdub is going towards one extreme, Dhalin is going to the other. The correct path is staying in the middle. And Allah Ta'ala has described this in the Holy Qur'an in many places, where it speaks of those who disrespected their prophets of God and the harms they suffered and the condemnation they suffered, and also the people who over-respected their prophets of God and the harms they suffered and the condemnation they suffered. Now what's interesting is that Allah Almighty has described being dhalin as being worse than maghdub. This is what has been described by Hazrat Masih and explained in detail. That for a person to be maghdub is one thing. They do not appreciate the grandeur of the prophets of God, but at least they don't do shirk or outright shirk. But a person who becomes dhalin is a more dangerous sin. So this is something that we have to be mindful of in our love for the Khalifa as well. Many times when a person does not show proper respect, this shows insufficient respect for the Khalifa, then many times we are very sensitive to that. We are very quick to correct that individual and very strict in our correcting that individual. But the fact is that if Dhalin is more dangerous than Maghdub, then when somebody shows too much love and respect for the Khalifa, then it is also consistent and proportional that we should correct that individual as well in the same way or perhaps even in more of a way. Because over-respecting the Khalifa is a more dangerous path than under-respecting that Khalifa. So this is something to keep in mind. That sometimes when someone shows excessive love and puts a Khalifa on too high of a status, then out of ignorance, perhaps some people may think that this person has great love for the Khalifa. He's a very holy person, he's a very religious person, whereas it's not at all the case. That person is, has, has, has more of a right from us to be corrected than a person who does not show sufficient respect. Now in regards to these extremes, Hazrat Muslim one who describes in his speech, Hastiya Bari Ta'ala, on one type of shirk, that he says, Satvi, ye samajna, ke khuda ko kisi banda se aisi muhabbat hai, ke har ek baat uski maan leta hai. Ye bhi shirk hai, kyunki uski ye maane huye, ki wo banda, ki wo banda khudai taakate rakhta hai. Har ek baat jo wo kehta hai, kubool ho jati hai. Ye zururi nahi, ke aise aadmi ko khuda samjha jaye. Agar usse khuda ko gulam bhi samjha jaye, مگر اس کی نسبت یہ خیال کیا جائے کہ اس سے خدا کو ایسی محبت ہے کہ اس کی ہر بات قبول کر لیتا ہے یہ شرک ہے 
سارے پیر فقیر جن کے متعلق لوگ ایسا خیال رکھتے ہیں اس کے اندر اس کے اندر آ جاتے ہیں ہماری جماعت کو بھی ایسے خیالات سے بچنا چاہیے بعض لوگوں کو میں دیکھتا ہوں بعض دفعہ کہہ دیتے ہیں یا لکھ دیتے ہیں کہ اگر آپ اگر آپ دعا کریں گے تو وہ ضرور ہی قبول ہوگی خدا تعالیٰ بادشاہ ہے کسی کا غلام نہیں اس قسم کے کلمات سے اللہ تعالیٰ کی حتک ہوتی ہے اور شرک پیدا ہوتا ہے میں تو کیا چیز ہوں جن لوگوں کے قدموں کی خاک کے برابر بھی میں نہیں یہ رتبہ ان کو بھی حاصل نہ تھا where he's elaborating on the concept of shirk, that a seventh category of shirk that he describes is to consider, is to believe that a person is loved so much by Allah Almighty that Allah Almighty listens and accepts every prayer that that person offers. Azur says that this is in the heart of the person who believes such a thing a disgrace to Allah Almighty. And although that person may believe that individual to be a slave of Allah Almighty, however, to have such a belief about such a person comes under the category of shirk. Huzur says that in our jamaat we must be careful as well. Sometimes people write to me that if you pray, then certainly it will be accepted. Huzur says that Allah Almighty is the king. He is not anyone's servant or slave. And to say such a thing would create, uh, would, would create a rise in idolatry and the type of idolatry in the jamaat. And Huzur says that those who attribute such a status to me, they should remember that even those people those great individuals, referring to the Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and Hazrat Masih those individuals who I do not even consider myself to be equal to the dust of their shoes, even they didn't have this status, let alone that a person believed that I have this status. So this is one example that Huzur gave, and this is something that we may observe sometimes as well, or maybe we, we'll observe something else. It's important to be mindful of it, that when people out of an expression of love for the Khalifa say something that goes into the category of shirk, then although it may be seemingly innocent, although maybe it comes from a sincere intention. But it is something that should, we should be mindful of and also has direct and real harms in our relationship with the Khalifa and also in our ability to benefit from the Khalifa. If, as I mentioned before, that if a person raises the status of the Khalifa to such an extent, then he's only setting himself up for disappointment when he sees the real human qualities and the actual beauties of that Khalifa. Many of the people who rejected the Holy Prophet وسلم, as the Holy Quran mentions, rejected him for no other reason than the fact that he was a human being. He said that we see you go to the market just like any of other of us. You're a normal person like us. So these are parts of the beauty of the Prophet When we observe these things and when we read them in Sirah, it fills our heart with love for him. There is something that we can relate to. That despite being an ordinary person, he had such a love for Allah Almighty that Allah Almighty granted him such a status. So those same things that fill us with love for the Holy Prophet ﷺ, those people who have shirk in their hearts and overestimate the status of a Prophet, those same things become a means of their trial and their rejection. So this also applies to a Khalifa. When a person out of a false sense of sincerity and love exaggerates the status of the Khalifa, then that same part of the humanity of the Khalifa that is a source of love for us becomes a trial for that individual and becomes a means for them being deprived. So these are points that are important for us in our preparation for the visit of Huzur and of being the hosts of Huzur in our uh, uh, expressions of our love for him and our expressions to try to be to show the best expressions of hospitality as well. That both of these extremes are things to be mindful of. That we be mindful of the fact that the Khalifa of Allah Almighty is a representative of Allah Almighty in this world. That the Holy Prophet ﷺ is the one about whom Allah Almighty has said that, وَمَا يَنْتِكُ وَنِلْ هَوَا إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحْيُمْ يُوهَا 
that he does not speak of himself, it is but revelation from Allah Almighty. And there are countless narrations of how the Khalifa of Allah Almighty says something and Allah Almighty makes it come true. That he offers a prayer and it comes true. That people have written letters to Huzur and before it even arrived, there were special blessings that Allah Almighty bestowed and their prayer was accepted. So there are countless miracles by which Allah Almighty blesses the Khalifa. But this should not lead a person to think that now the Khalifa is God. The Khalifa is still a human being. Those miracles are there to show the grandeur of his blessings. So every word that the Khalifa says, we should take them as a lesson and a source of wisdom. We should hold them in gravity. But at the same time, not to go to the other extreme of going to such an extent that we think that the Khalifa or a prophet of God takes on the qualities of God and in any way Allah Almighty becomes the servant of that individual. So this is the balance by which on this Sirat-e-Mustaqeem that we can uh, have a love for Khilafat in our hearts that is of greatest benefit to us and that results in the most sincere expressions of love for the Khalifa and the personal benefit that we receive from uh, our relationship with the Khalifa and following the Khalifa. So may Allah Almighty grant us that love in our hearts and that true understanding that comes with knowledge and also experience when it is coupled with sincerity um, in our relationship with the with Huzur and as our uh, relationship progresses to greater and greater love, inshallah. So now if there's any questions anyone has in mind, we can address them.